Oh, and welcome to the Dublin Arsenal Podcast. I'm your host as always, Jonathan Giles. On this special Christmas week podcast, we'll be reviewing last night's disappointing 2-0 home loss to David Moyes' new West Ham side. So sit back and enjoy the show. On the show today, I'm joined by my regular guests at this stage from Dublin, Matt Bourne. How are you, Matt? I'm good, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Good are you stuff. having a nice Christmas so far? It was fabulous. Yeah, it was very, very good. Very good. Yeah, it's not over yet, Jonathan. It's still going on. <laughs> As they say. We've got a few more days of it. I hope all our viewers and listeners are having a great Christmas as well um, as we come to the end of 2023, which is mad. I'm also joined by um, Eric Shadowins from the US. It's been a while, Eric. How are you? Yep, good to be back. Uh, but, you know, I, I got my Irish citizenship in the meantime, so oh, I'm more legit. Congrats. congrats <laughs> You're one of us now. <laughs> he's wearing the green smelling today you know? so he's yeah. going all out no it's great to have you back on Eric um, I hope you're keeping well and um, I hope you're having a good Christmas back at home yeah cheers thanks no, um, we hope to have you on before next year <laughs> I can't remember the last time you came on but it's great to have yeah, you on it's been a bit, been a bit. <laughs> um on the show, as I said, uh, we'll be reviewing last night's game against West Ham. Um, a disappointing 2-0 home loss. Uh, goals by Suchek and our ex-gunner um, defender Mavro Panis got the second goal through with a bullet header from a corner. Um, the main notes I wrote down here, that's uh, really the Jared Bowen uh, keeping the ball in. Was it in or was it out of play? Um, I think VAR got it wrong. I think his whole foot was over the line along with the ball. Um, once again, VAR came into play and couldn't decide, you know, the wrong decision again. And um, Thomas Suchek tapped at home. Um, for their second goal, it was pretty poor mark and I thought from the corner. Um, Gabrielle Jesus probably should have been a bit closer or t- even tighter to Mavropanis. But um, in fairness to him, he took his header really well from the corner and he buried it. I don't think Ray really saw the chance. Um, I thought Bukaya Saka had a really good match last night against Emerson, the West Ham fullback. Um, I thought he terrorised them all night and with Agbana, um, stripped him for pace and had a few decent chances in the first half, especially the header that um, Alfonso Ariola, the West Ham keeper, made to tip it over the bar. I thought he had a very good night, actually. Ariola, I, I thought um, I thought he kept him in the game, and we, we had 30 shots in total. I was looking back on the highlights reel from the Arsenal website, um, which is, you know, it's an amazing amount of shots to have and not score one. Um, Declan Rice had a good chance in the second half. But he just he hit a shot from outside the box and it just went over the bar, unfortunately. Um and Ariola, Ariola tipped a good shot from Martin Odegaard when it was at 2-0. If that had gone in, it could have been an exciting um injury time period. And then the tackle from Declan Rice um inside the box at the very end. But uh, Ben Ram his penalty was really well saved by David Ray. Um and unfortunately, 2-0 loss, sadly, um, after the good one-all draw we had against Liverpool at the weekend. Um, so still leaves the second, though, uh, just two points behind Liverpool. 
sports draft points as well. Um, and that leads us into um, Sunday's game, the 31st of December, the away game at Fulham at two o'clock, which will be another tough um, London derby. But since it's your first appearance in quite a while, Eric, um, what did you make of the match last night? Yeah, I, I think you, you know, obviously the moments are w- what make this match. Um, the the two goals are are disappointing. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, we can say whatever we want about VAR, but realistically, do I think that ball was probably up? Yeah, probably, but I couldn't tell you 100%. I think the biggest problem is just more, how is the richest league in the world not having some sort of goal line technology extended across the line? You know, yeah. two feet away inside the goal, they all of a sudden can tell. But but then on the other side of the post, they're like, oh, we have no idea. And you're just like, well, clearly you have the technology to do it. It's just about employing it. And, and so to me, like... I'm not too beat up about whether or not it was in or out. Um, you know, it, it's a situation we should have dealt with better, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, there, there was a lot of uh, kind of just just poor communication in the box. And, and you know, the fact that Zinchenko naturally, of course, comes back to help clear the ball and then Gabriel just turns and kicks it at him uh, <laughs> is is obviously like not not a great look. But um, actually, to, to just talk about that goal for a second. You know, I think once the ball goes in the box, anything can kind of happen. You can have little ricochets, little mistakes, and and things happen, and, and the ball goes in. The, to me, the biggest problem with that goal is if you actually um, take it all the way back to when the through ball is played down the wing, um, what you'll see is like Ben White steps and presses. And at the point that he does that, he has to stop the ball from going forward. He's got to force it back or force it square. He gets turned instead. And then from there, it's it's kind of they have a great chance, you know, and and I think that that was actually the most disappointing part about that whole goal to me is that he had him basically his his back to goal and he's and the guy turns him and, and is able to play him in. And I think that that's that's like a key part of the way that Arsenal plays is that we we step and we press. But when we do that, you, you can't you can't get turned there. Yeah. Uh, because there's nobody behind him. And so so I just think in in general that was that was kind of the the moment that that made that goal really because from there yeah I mean he's got a free cross um and there's two or three guys in the box and you know we didn't deal with it well but it, it's a situation we could have stopped from developing in the first place and and yeah. I, I was a bit disappointed in the way that 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 developed. That said, I mean look, as you said we had 30 shots like our Arsenal should have scored a goal. Yeah. at least one if not more um you know west ham did a good job of um sitting super deep forcing a lot of shots from outside the box and, and things like that which is is the strategy once you go one nil up at the at the emirates right and the the corner corners happen you know they're they're not um we can say whatever we want about the the marking but you know probably nine or even like nine, 9.99 times out of 10, that bar <laughs> ball goes over the bar or whatever else. So I, I just think that it, it's it's a tough day to give up two shots and two goals <laughs> and and, no, and really nothing else. They didn't create no. anything really. Yeah. Um, and and if you just look at Arsenal's domination of the ball, the, tr- the chances we did create, like at the end of the day, we have to figure out a way to start scoring 
And, um, you know, if you score zero goals, you're not going to, you're not going to win the match. So I, I just, I, I think from where I, I was kind of looking at the game, I thought that some of the um, combination play seems to have gone out of, of what we're doing, especially along the wings. Um, you know, where there's a lot of recycling of the ball back instead of kind of trying to take a bit higher risk passes on. Um, or in certain cases, like I thought soccer Martinelli could have, have run at guys more. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's nitpicking in a game that you, you have 30 shots, right? And, yeah. and some of those were big, big chances. Saka hits the post, um, you know, Saka had that header. And as you mentioned, I thought, I thought their keeper played really well, made, made two or three yeah. really good saves. Yeah. Um, and you know, sometimes days like that happen. Uh, I think the important point here is we're two points off top. We're right in the mix for the title. We are playing dominating football that really restricts the amount of chances that the other team creates. Um, but the, the next step is we have to start scoring two, three, four goals in games because without that, like, you know, we have to score enough goals. Uh, that that's how you win the league. And so, to to me, I think we've set a base of really, really dominating uh, style of play. But from there, it needs to start turning into more goals, and and that that needs to be the next step uh, for the team if if we want to go on and and start winning some some trophies. Yeah. What um, what did you make of? Um... Emil Smith Rowe coming off the bench. He looked fairly lively, Eric, didn't he? Do you think? Yeah, I, I thought Trossard had a bad game. I thought he was uh, had a lot of loose touches and and things like that. And I, I wasn't a fan of the corners he was taking, um, mostly because they never beat the first man. Uh, now I know Arsenal was was clearly attacking the near post, yeah. but um, you know I, I I thought there could have been a bit more quality there. I, I was surprised Smith Rowe didn't come on sooner. Um, just, just for a bit more pace running through, but you know, it's good to have him back. And, and if, if we can see more from him and, and start to get some, some real goals out of him, that would be a massive bonus to this team. But, you know, he came, he came out in the 70th, 75th minute two nil down and, you know, you're, you're only going to be able to do so much with that. Uh, I, I thought the, the bigger issue was in those first kind of 60 minutes before we made subs like Nelson and Nkedia, um, that, you know, Martinelli was, was just struggling to get into good positions. Um, they're obviously doubling him up on the wing. Um, but you know, if our, our main sub is Reese Nelson, he didn't do a ton else either. Um, which, which just shows you where we need, we need to make sure that we start to get Martinelli taken because, um, if he has, if he continues to have a season like this with without the production, like we're just not going to go where we want to go. Um, he's doing a lot of good things. He works extremely hard, all of that stuff. But trying to find some goals out of him is is going to be really important. Yeah, hundred percent, dirty gap. I thought uh, coming to yourself, Matt. I thought we're expect we're really reliant on. Bukaya Saka to produce magic game on game, you know, and I think we're heavily relying on him, but not having really a proper number nine to score out now goals game by game. There was a couple of instances, um, Matt, obviously the Jared Bowen one 
was you know it was fifty fifty, but as as uh, I I believe it was over the line. But um, there's a couple of penalty incidents as well. One on Odegaard in the first half, and one on Saka that may, both could may have been given by Michael Oliver never gives us anything. Let's be honest. What did you make of the game yourself, uh, Max? Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, Eric. You know, basically said everything I wanted to say because we all we all you know. There's nothing nice to talk about, really, after a, a bad defeat like that. You know, you've got to be beating teams like West Ham to win a title. But there's a lot of the, the way the Premier League is going this season. Um, you know, all the top clubs are dropping points. You know, there's nobody running away with it. We are only two points off the top. Yes, we want to be top. But if you're in the mix at Christmas, you're, you're in a good enough state. I think we're 10 points worse off than we were last season at this stage. But we uh, everybody's uh, drop points. Everybody's drop points all over the place, you know. So we can't be we can't be too down about it. I know it's very hard the day after a game like this. Everybody's frustrated, obviously. Uh, but uh, listen, I still think we're in the mix. Um, I still think it's going to be very very close this season. Nobody's running away with it. I still believe eighty five, maybe ninety points is going to win the title. Uh, and that's just the way it's set up this year. Um, it's it's much more competitive, you know. A lot of the teams around the middle of the table are getting some good results. Uh, some of the big teams are falling away. Chelsea have fallen away completely. United have fallen away. But United have lost eight games this season, and they're still only maybe eight, nine points off the top, you know. So it is uh, it is a, a very strange season. Uh, I suppose in relation to the game last night, yeah. um, you know, Eric made the point, his first point was in relation to VAR um, about the technology. And I, I've always said that football needs something like VAR, but there's no point in having VAR if you don't have the technology to back it up. And this is what's happening week in, week out. You know, they're guessing. They're making guesses. Their best guess is the ball wasn't out of play. Well, it might have been out of play. You know, there's the two. There's two things there. They're saying um, there's not. It's not conclusively out. Well, it's not conclusively in either. You know, so they need to have that technology. They need to have them cameras in place. They can't be guessing, and they can't be three or four guys in the studio talking back and forward about well, what do you think? Uh, well, I think this and I think that. It's yeah. it's just not good enough for the for VAR. It just isn't, and it happens week in week out. Not only to us, it happens to everybody. Um, but uh, my own opinion, yeah, the ball looked out. Sky's cameras, they zoomed right in and the whole lot. I mean, like if VAR had have seen what Sky did there even uh, at half time, you know, they might have went, oh, Jesus, the ball is out then. Why didn't VAR have that technology? Just even that much to see, you know? You can see the whole goalpost. His legs behind the goalpost and you can't see the ball. Yeah. So that's out of play, you know? But, but look, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. You can't lose to West Ham. You can't have 30, 30 chances in a game and still lose a game uh, with a, against a team that's had three chances. We had, you know, I think 75% possession. Uh, we had, like you say, 30 shots. Um, we had everything, you know. we Somebody, I actually saw a post on Twitter there a few minutes ago, um, and it says, we were world-class going forward and no class at the box, you know, <laughs> it it was just an incredibly frustrating night um, overall. 
Uh, plus, I was playing a poker tournament and didn't win that either. So that didn't help oh, me. Oh, what I Yeah. Uh, Probably you had a better chance of scoring the 180 than Arsenal had hidden the back of the net last night, Matt. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, that's darts. That's not poker. <laughs> um, but um, I think Martinelli uh, has been off for weeks. I don't know what it is. And I've spoken about it. tired, Matt. Do you think there's so much importance on him, him and Saka either side? Well, and yeah, there is. But, you know... It, that's you know the, the point is he's I don't know what it is about him he 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 does brilliant things on the pitch we spoke yeah. about it a couple of weeks ago he does fantastic things on the pitch yeah. he do, he cuts in beautifully he you know he does all the right things and then when it comes to the final ball or making the decision his decision making is terrible you know he'll hang on to it and hang on to it and hang on to it and lose it instead yeah. of you know trying to pick out a player or trying to yeah. let it back or you know, he's always trying to do too much. You know, he wants to be Ronaldo. He wants to be that kind of... He wants to do everything. And he he may get there. He may get there one day. But he's not there yet. He's not there yet at all. And he needs to he needs to improve that side of his game. He can't expect to be in the side week in, week out if he's not doing that. I love him. He's a brilliant, brilliant player. And I want I want success for every Arsenal player that puts on that jersey. Yeah, but he's just not do he's just not doing it at the moment, and I think we're suffering from it. Uh, I think I think that was probably Declan Rice's worst game for us last night. Uh, he, you know, look, we did play good football, but I think at, at at times Rice, I don't know if it was maybe playing against his old club that he uh, he was feeling a bit emotional or whatever, but he made a couple of mistakes as well. Look, if that's his worst game, then. You know, yeah. which shows you how good his other games are. You yeah. know, because he's, he's been, been a nine out of ten, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. And most of the, uh, you know, we have four or five players in that team, six players maybe who are nine, who eight or eight or nine out of ten every week, week yeah. in week. Uh, but you can't, you have to adapt your game to the matches. You can't play beautiful, flowing football and not get the end product against every team. You can do it against some teams, and you'll score four or five goals. When West Ham set up the way they did last night to frustrate the shit out of us, which they did, yeah. you know, no matter what we tried to do, they frustrated us. They threw men, they threw, you know, three men on Saka. And yeah. every time Odegaard got the ball near the box, he had four or five around him and he's trying to get get around them and everything else, you know. So uh, a very, very frustrating night, uh, I suppose, for me, uh, I think, you know, if you, could, if you could call a man of the match for us, I suppose Odegaard, for me, was man of the match. I thought he played very well. He tried... He was going in for everything. He really, really tried. But uh, Smith Rowe, when he came on, uh, I thought it was a fabulous cameo, you know, under the circumstances. He didn't have a lot of time to play, but uh, he looked he looked dangerous, you know. When he got the ball, he looked like he could do something with it. He pulled it. He, he, uh, late on now, uh, he pulled the ball um, out of the air and did a fabulous uh uh, trapped it or he trapped the ball beautifully yeah. got a couple of players yeah. you know so you know if Martinelli's not shown up too much I know Trossard hasn't hasn't been fantastic uh, for the last while either again that be, that could be down to not getting game time too you know he did come in he was he he was hoping to fit into the squad very well but uh, I don't know I, I don't know what's wrong uh, with a game like that but at the end of the day we shouldn't be too down or it shouldn't be too disappointed. We're still there. We're still in the mix. We're still going to be fighting for this title. 
and it's a hard title to win. You know, there hasn't been a lot of Premier League winners in the 30 odd years of the Premier League. There hasn't been a lot of Premier League winners. It's a hard competition to win. Uh, personally, I think we're better set up for the Champions League this year. I, I believe we have a very good shot at the Champions League. Obviously, we've got to get past Porto first and uh, go on from there. But I do I think we're very nicely set up to really compete in the Champions League. Uh, and, you know, if we can keep in the mix in the Premier League, who knows? I think it'd be a big January transfer window as well. You know, yeah, it could be, think, but it depends on what we I, can do. I, you know? I do believe, Matt and Eric, um, I do believe we need a number nine. I do think we need an out-and-out goal scorer. You know, we really want to be series title contenders year in, year out. I don't think Gabriel Jesus is that man. You know, he just doesn't do... He's a great player. He, his work rate is great off the ball, but he's just not an Ian Wright or Thierry Henry, you know, where he can get you... 20 plus goals. Do you believe, Eric, if we did get to sign an Avive and Tony at Brentford, do you think that would be the answer to getting 15, 20 goals a season? Uh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, realistically, I, I look, Tony's a good player and, and no doubt, like, you, you know, he's, he's big athletic. Yeah. You know, he, and he, he's a good player, but um, if I look at this team, you know, and, and if you look at other teams, it doesn't have to be a number nine that scores goals. I mean, look at Liverpool, Mohamed Salah's they're banging in 30, yes. 30 goals a year from the wing. And, 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 and so it doesn't really matter where the goals come from, but I look at the, the team as currently constructed and, you know, I, we didn't even mention in this whole um, podcast so far that, Havertz didn't play, and that was probably I think he a really was actually big a big loss last night. Yeah, and that, that's what I'm getting at. Is yeah. is I think I think he was a big a big miss there because I think he would have given us a bit more possession and a bit more at the back post and 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 just just some little things I think would have would have really helped, especially considering I think Trussard just kind of struggled yesterday to find his way into the game and yeah. and when he did he he just seemed to take some big touches that that lost the ball. Um, but but I think that if you look at it, we also have Havertz and Trussard who can play at number nine and have been decent there in the past. Um, to me, I think what's really missing from the team right now is pace. We we have Martinelli, and that's about it. I mean, Saka's fast, but you know, having a player in in the style of a of a Neto from from Wolves or something like that, I think would would be a big addition to, to the team going forward and give us something to bring on late. Because I think one of the, one of the things to also mention is like, when we bring people off, off the bench right now, I mean, who, who are we bringing on? I mean, Nelson is probably the quickest player that we have on the bench and he hasn't really played. I think yeah. for I don't think he's for reasons that yeah I don't think he's yeah I, I, so yeah. so to me I, I I would be looking at how how can you add a player Quality. that can sort of play across the front line uh, who has a lot of pace who can you know yeah. spell soccer for bits spell Martinelli for bits maybe he can go up front for yeah. bits um, you know uh, I mean even look at a guy like Jared Bowen for for West Ham and he provides that threat and that pace um, yeah. and he's he's playing like center forward, even though he's a right winger, but, but just having that little bit of pace, I think would, would make a big difference to the team. So if I was looking at a forward, I'd probably be looking 
for for that rather than kind of a big center forward type. Um, I I also think you know Jesus missed some chances for sure, but you know he does he just does a lot to open up play um, to 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 create space for guys like Saka to run into, um, and so you know I'm not I'm not as down on on Jesus as, as some other people I, I guess is what, what I would say, and and I I have a feeling that when this season is um, kind of complete that there's a good chance Jesus is our top scorer. Um, and, and so I, I, I wouldn't be too, I wouldn't be too focused on that is, is kind of what I'm, I'm getting at. I, I think the real question as Matt alluded to is who do we, what money do we have to spend? What can we even do? I mean, we're obviously tied up against it with FFP. I mean, we spent a hundred million on Declan, Declan Rice over the summer. Mm-hmm on the books i i think one of the the big questions is what they're going to do for sales um because at the end of the day we you know i know people love ramsdale people have questions about ryan all the rest but having one of those two as your backup goalkeeper seems to me to be a waste of resources um you know realistically we all expect outside of maybe the fa cup riot to play every game for the rest of the season and goalkeeper isn't the biggest in injury risk as, uh, you know, a lot of the outfield positions. And so to me, I would be, I would be looking very seriously at like who, who actually is, is open to, to buying some of, some of our guys that um, just aren't getting the playing time. I mean, you know, Eddie came on, I didn't think Eddie was bad, but you know, if we have cover at center forward with guys like Trussard and Havertz, you know, is that another waste of resources where we could use that money to strengthen in a, in another position? And if we're bringing in a forward, whether that be on the wing or center forward, then all of a sudden guys like Reese Nelson and Eddie are getting even less playing time. So I think realistically, if we're going to buy and if we're going to strengthen, it's going to be at the expense of some guys going out. Um, and 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 that's that's just kind of is what it is as much as I I'm a yeah. big fan of Aaron Ramsdale and, 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 you know, these Academy guys, it's just, that's the nature of the, <laughs> if you want to win a title, you have to go and get the absolute best. And I, I just don't see how we do that without sales. Um, so we'll see. I, I, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> obviously I don't have access to the books and, and know what conversations, um, are, are happening uh, at, at the club. But, but I think realistically to me, as I look at like guys like Nelson and Eddie, who we give new contracts to a guy like Ramsdale, these guys are not playing very much. And that's a lot of resources to have not playing. And it's, it's just about how do you allocate those resources? And, and to me, it's, it would make a lot of sense to look at what can you get for those and turn that and what can you turn that into? Um, and, and so that, that's probably where, where I'd be looking. Yeah. I have to say in terms of transfers, I thought West Ham really spent 110 million pound they got for, um, Declan Rice really well in terms of War pros, Kudus and Alvarez, I thought all three of them last night played a big part and, yeah. West Ham and even Mavro Pan has played really well beside Akbana, you know. I think like West Ham are six. I think they've got, they're on 43 points. What Moyes has done with that team 
they could have went into self destruct mode, losing a big name like Declan Rice, but they've seemed to have come back stronger. And you know, I think the last time we lost against them, myself and Eamon were on Christmas, the Christmas Eve uh, podcast, and it was when Czech had that hour of a debut uh, when we lost 2 0 to them. Um, Kiwiati got one from a corner, I think, and I think Lanzini got one. I think that was the last time they battered us at the Emirates. Um, but look, hats off to what Weston came with a game plan. They executed it to frustrate us with the low press, etc. Um, but I thought with 30, 30 attempts, you need to be putting away the likes of West Ham when teams like, you know, when the, your opposition around you in the tight race drop points, we seem to drop points on that weekend as well, which is just infuriating. But we move on to um, Fulham now. Uh, on the 34 is the last game of the year which to be honest 2023 has been a really good year for Arsenal fans you know we, we've seen Arteta turn it around his first I think he was four years there in charge on Boxing Day just gone um, we drew two all there in August uh, Eddie got a nice finish there as well we come up against our old foe in Bernd Leno you could have a screamer and hopefully he leaves the ball by alone. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the weekend. But William is having a decent enough season in other ex-gooner. Um, Fulham can be very frustrating. We, I know we won 3-0, I think it was back in March, mm. um, when it really looked like the title was really on. You know, I thought that that performance, we absolutely destroyed them at Craven Cottage. Um, but they're on a decent run of form themselves under Marco Silva. I come to you, Matt. A difficult, always a difficult game at Craven Cottage. One of those kind of old school grounds where the fans are on top of you and thinking, "Me, the first goal I think will be a big one in this game." How do you see it going yourself? Yeah, look, like la- like like last night, I didn't see anything else than a win. But unfortunately, what happened? What happened happened. Um, like we could go to if we play the same way as we played last night, we could score five past Fulham. It just depends yeah. on. You know, it just depends on what happens. You know, if we could have 30 shots against Fulham, you know, perfectly happy as long as a couple of them go in, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's just the way it is. Yes, they're, they're a tricky side, you know. Uh, you know, for some reason, William has decided to become a footballer all of a sudden for for <laughs> Fulham, you know. Uh, they've obviously got they've got obviously got Alex Wobie there as well uh, and Leno. So there's quite an Arsenal connection. <laughs> so, but listen, I can't see anything other than a win uh, away to Fulham. <clears throat> I think I think the lads would be fairly pissed off about last night, and Arteta would be riling them up during the week and getting them, getting them, you know, uh, getting them ready for a property. And uh, I cannot see anything other than a win uh, against Fulham. We have to. We have. We have to. It's the only way we can move forward. It's the only way we can fight for this title is to go to places like Craven College and get results, you know. If you can't beat West Ham at home, well, go out next week and show people what you can do, show people how you can play, and uh, put the put the ball away. You know, it's not going to be an easy game by any means, but uh, I certainly see us uh, winning. Yeah, I think yeah. with a quick turnaround, Eric, um, from the West Ham loss, I think this is the best way of putting, the, you know, a correction on last night. Um how do you see the game going at Craven Cottage yourself? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, it's it's a game that we need to go and win. Um, I, I don't think anybody disagrees with that. We want to win the title. We got to go win. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think one of the interesting things, that, too, is if you look back at the um, 
home results in in the other major disappointing home result is the two two draw with Fulham mm-hmm. earlier in the season, and it's another game where we kind of battered them, <laughs> you know, and then yeah. we and then we somehow ended up with a draw. Uh, foresee it going any different. It's just that this time we need to make sure that you know we take the fine margins out of it and, and go score a bunch of goals and and win the game. And you know that's easier said than done in the Premier League. Like as we were mentioning, the top kind of ten to twelve teams are probably all better than last year. And it's it, it's a tough league, and and these away games in particular are going to always be you know kind of gripping stuff. We'll say in terms of like you know anything could happen. Each team is always going to get a couple chances, and it's about execution and it's about making sure that if you're dominating play, that you're taking advantage of those, those positions. Um, I think Havertz coming back in the game will help. It's massive. Uh, yeah. I, I think he's been, he's been clearly improved over the last five to six games. He's, he adds a lot to uh, the threat we provide kind of at the back post. And I think yesterday, if you, if you looked at a lot of the positions we got to, we weren't crossing the ball really to the back post. Yeah. Saka and Odegaard had a number of chances to do it and chose not to. Um, I think that might have been different if if Havertz was standing yeah. there. Uh, so so I think I think look, it, it's a game where we have the talent to go win, um, and and it's just about doing it. Um, and and I think from there, it's making sure that we don't make silly mistakes. You know, I I think that I think that if you look at the games that outside of probably uh, the the Villa game where we, again, could have scored a bunch of goals. Um, you know, the goals we've been giving up that have cost us points have been just like bad mistakes, you know? And and it's not it's not like anybody's cutting us open this year. Like yeah. our, our formation, our, our uh, tactics are limiting every single team we play to very few chances. Yeah, like we played the best attack maybe in world football in Liverpool, and they scored. They didn't even create one xg. You know, uh, I I think that that tells you a lot about what we're doing this year. It's yeah. just a matter of we have to turn that dominance into into real goals, and uh, and I think that that's that's all it comes down to. Um, so, to me, yeah, we we should go and win this. Um, Havertz should be a plus. Um, It'll be interesting to see if he does anything different, um, you know, with, with other players coming in. Obviously, with the short turnaround, you could see Smith Rowe getting maybe some more time potentially. Um, but but we'll see. I, obviously, we don't know what the what the medical reports are in terms of are, are there any knocks or, or anything else going on. So let let's see. I, I, I'm I'm pretty hopeful though that we're go, we're gonna go do the business uh, on Sunday. Yeah. Anytime we have had a loss. We've come back stronger. We've gone in a winning run of form of three or four mm-hmm. games, you know. And like, I suppose as well, lads, as well, when you when you think about December, it's always the worst month on the calendar for fixtures. We've yeah. played seven games in a very short space of time with basically the same 11 players playing, you know, week in, week out. But, mm-hmm. you know, like the rotation is quite small, you yeah. know, from Arteta. And I, I think we saw last night, for a few of them in particular, Martinetti looked tired, you know, and just looking at the players' faces, they look, they look kind of drained, you know, and um, uh, it's important to end 2020, 2023 on a high to go into 
the next game because uh, we don't play. I think after this Fulham game, the next game will be the 20 of January against Palace. So, you know, there's a bit of a way for the next Premier League game after this one. And it's the FA Cup game against Liverpool, which, to be honest, I'm not really too worried about the FA Cup. If we can do finish strongly in the Champions League, as Matt and Eric have said, there's a good chance of winning the Champions League than the Premier League. But be, I always think the Premier League is... You know, it's that trophy that you want to win. You know, there's just something about the Premier, especially after waiting 20 years. I never tell. <laughs> I've yeah. been touch wood 40 next year, and I can't believe it was 20 when we last won it. But yeah, um, I know my liver can't hold out for another 20. <laughs> so it's vital. Arteta gets this way this season. Um, no, it's been a very good, it's been a very good 2023. Um, I'd like to finish the show in the last few minutes. Um, Starting with you, Eric. What was your standout moment of twenty twenty three um, for Arsenal? If it's a moment, it has to be the Nelson goal, right? I yeah, mean, against Bournemouth, like that—that that is the <laughs> the moment. Um, uh, so, so I think that's. A, but if we're talking this season, um, you know, look, this this team beat Manchester City um, in the league, yeah. and that is a that is a massive, massive moment. For the club yeah and it's a show of intent and i i think that um i think that that shouldn't be lost in the context of like oh yeah we had a disappointing result here but look we're we've gone uh, up against the best teams and we've looked like one of the best teams and that that is a a really um important thing for everybody to just keep perspective on is that we're right there we have we have the the teams, the tactics, and and everything else to to go and and compete, and, and I think that Manchester City win is is a, a really important one that that we keep in context. Yeah, that's a great point made. Um, yes, I remember Peter Jordy, this guy's bars commentary saying that it's a massive statement of intent to beat or Man City and to like we've we won against them in the Community Shield. People say it's a nothing match, but I think that put down a marker for the start of the season we had. Yeah. Um, I hate putting you on the spot again, um, Eric. Your favourite goal of 2023 this season or last season would it be Reese Nelson again, or is there another goal that you can that comes to mind? <laughs> well, I, I won't take the Nelson one because I know Matt was there, but uh, <laughs> so I, I was just jumping around a bar uh, during that one as opposed to in the stadium. But uh, yeah, I think. But but I think going back, I think that the the Martinelli goal to me is is my it's my moment it's the it's the the big goal because it's just um it's just sort of like validation of what arsenal is doing and the way that we are progressing um you know we might not win the league this year but we we have shown that we're right there and that we're going to be there for a while and so so that that to me just really stands out as as a really important moment Matt, your moment and goal of 2023, I hate putting you on the spot. Do you even it, need to ask, Jonathan? <laughs> is it is Reese it, is it Nelson? <laughs> well, um, yeah, listen, obviously it is. You yeah. know, we spoke about this on previous podcasts. And like I said on the last one with Eamon, uh, it's my favourite moment of the Emirates era, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. I don't know why, you know, but a lot of people will say the same to you who were there. Uh, it was just incredible, the, the the atmosphere in the stadium. The I've never seen an atmosphere like it when that goal went in. 
you know, you literally thought the stadium was going to explode. It was just unbelievable. And yeah, it's my favorite moment. I'll forever, Reese Nelson will forever be, you know, a hero to me for that moment, you know. Uh, and like I say, it was against Bournemouth. We were losing 2 0 to Bournemouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, that, but that's what it meant. And uh, I, I absolutely, uh, yes, it was my favorite moment, no doubt. But I agree with Eric on this. Uh, that, that Martinelli goal uh, against City, I was also there at that game. And when, you know, there's such a statement to beat Man City that day, the way we played against them, you know. Uh, City are a horrible team to play because they're so damn good, you know. And we uh, we set up brilliantly that day. We set up yeah. absolutely brilliantly. We gave them nothing. We gave them absolutely nothing. Uh, Saliba had Holland in his pocket. Uh, it was just beautiful. Uh, you know, when you get a result like that against the champions, uh, it really was a statement. You know, I know we beat them in the in the Community Shields at the start of the start of the season as well um but to beat them in a league game like that and just let them know that we've arrived uh, was brilliant absolutely brilliant so yeah i'm going to give that to martinelli for that reason there's a lot of a lot of very good goals and uh, there's a lot of very good moments but uh, for me reese nelson and martinelli as well i think if i was going for a moment myself lads it would probably have to be the sign of declan rice you know, to sign him, yeah. you know, yeah. to, to get that signing over the line. Yeah. It was, it was a statement of intent, I think, from Michael Arteta. Yeah. 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 I think as well, probably the goal for me, it would probably be this Reese Nelson is a great show, but Eddie Ketty's goal in the very last minute to win 3 2 against United, which was at the start of the year. But yeah. I think it was to give it to anyone, was Declan Rice against Man United to get his first goal. And, you know, the way he celebrated was the fans. He, They've yeah. taken to him so well, mm. and you can only see a bright future for Declan Rice for definitely the next few years. So, oh, I think the moment was when he was unveiled. I think it was the fifteenth of July, which was on my birthday, and it was great. You know, it made it made my day. You know, and hang on, we just make a note of your birthday just for next year. <laughs> <laughs> July the fifteenth. But, but I think <laughs> I, I think it's important that that we re remember too, like how far this team has come. Yeah. So all of a sudden now we have all of these great moments to, to even talk about. You yeah. know, if we were doing this podcast five years ago, <laughs> we'd be, we'd, what would we be talking about? You know, and and I think I think that it's like, like the the club and the team has come so far yeah. since Arteta took over, yeah. and and you can just see the progress, and it's it's just been incredible to watch, yeah. and you know, not many clubs in the world get to get something like that, and. Mm. You know, we have a chance in the, the hardest league in the world to win um, against, you know, a, a super club, a, a, a phenomenal team and manager in, uh, that Liverpool has. I mean, to to get from where we were when Arteta took over to now is it, just incredible. And it, and it's brought all of these great moments with it. And, and so I, I think that that's like, you know, it, you know, you're you're lucky to have all the choices, um, and, and I think that there's there's a lot to be said for for kind of the direction that that the club is going in. Yeah, and that has to be a lot, a lot a lot of credit has to go to Edu as well. You know, he really there there's a, actually a plan in place now that's working, and 
it's brought a whole new era of Arsenal fans as well. You know, it's great to see and uh, the Ashport and boys as well has added, a, a, as we said, another element to um, the match day atmosphere at the Emirates. Um, as we said at the start of the show, we don't follow the Arsenal, we care about them. Um, is there anything else, lads, you'd like to mention um, before we wrap up our final uh, podcast of the year? No, I think we're good, Jonathan. I think we've covered pretty much everything. Yeah, our newest Irish citizen there, Eric. Great way to end the year. And congrats again. Yeah. Thanks. Um, he's wearing the green of Ireland there in the away toward the away kit. <laughs> um, no, I'd just like to thank uh, um, all our listeners and viewers for constantly um, watching <laughs> week on week, whether it's tribe or not. It's much appreciated. <laughs> um, it, it, we're heading into um, will be our third year now of doing the podcast in 2024. So it's onwards and upwards. Consistency is key. Um, so like, subscribe and comment um, if you can. That's, uh, any, if you'd like to add anything in the comment box below the video of if you'd like to say anything added to our show, what we can add or what you like or dislike, please please mention um, any um, feedback is welcome. Um, but I'd just like to wish all our listeners and viewers um, a happy new year. Um, and we'll see you on New Year's Day for the review of hopefully um, a victory at Craven Cottage. So until then, thanks for listening and Happy New Year, lads. Happy New Year, lads. Take it easy. Thanks, Eric. Cheers. Cheers.